Hello there, my name is Jeff and welcome to the Game Sharks Podcast, episode 18, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, being outside. Uh, uh, which we can't I was just reason. outside. Were you? Yeah, Blast on the Frisbee. With who? Okay, oh, Kayla, your girlfriend. Yeah. You have a Frisbee in the, girlfriend. In the, in the street. Well, man, I yesterday, uh, it was so nice out while i was Dude, at work no and then i got home from work and it was cloudy and gross and i was like okay i don't <laughs> this makes me sad um so yeah i'm looking forward to getting back to being able to go outside and do things sometimes i walk from my house to my car <laughs> it's real nice yep um and video games all right, so today we're going to talk about some new stuff as usual, some cool game announcements, some sad delay news. Uh, we have an email to read, but the main and topic happy is... Happy delay news. Something that we um, we decided as a group that we want to do going forward is we're going to each dedicate an episode to ourselves talking about our favorite games of all time. We made a list of our top five favorite games of all time, and each person is going to take an episode. We're going to kind of go through those five games, say why they're important to us, what we love about them, so that you can get a better sense of what our favorite games are. You've heard us mention a lot of them before and bring them up casually and comparing them to other games and whatnot, but this is going to be a chance for us to really go into it and kind of spill our guts as to why we love these games so much and why they are top five favorites. Uh, today I'm going to go first because I was told by everyone else that I need to because because <laughs> I'm the host. So I guess that's how that works. Uh, but to start, we're going to start with an email from the one, email. the only Dan Santos. Yeah. <laughs> Dan said to us, hello, Game Sharks. And then he used uh, a controller emoji and a shark emoji. It's pretty great. Yeah. Great episode about remakes. While I listened, I couldn't remember what remakes I've played, never mind enjoyed. Most of my retro gaming has been just ports. Of course, Pokemon has plenty of remakes and I've played most of them. I might it might be an unpopular opinion, but I think Let's Go is my favorite remake. It has all the nostalgia of the original oh, red, right. blue, yellow versions, but upgraded graphics, features, and fun little extra like co op multiplayer. Just adding facial expressions to the original cast really helps me really helps bring the story to life. I love the I soft about let's go. Dude, I did too. I love the soft textured slash colored art style, which was very reminiscent of the original art for Pokemon. It added the added fact that you could also have your Pokemon follow you was great. I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to get on the bike. Come to find out, you can just ride your Pokemon. Why wasn't that added in Sword and Shield? I don't know. <laughs> The catching instead of battling with wild Pokemon is also a nod to the original concept of the franchise where battling would only take place with other trainers. Yes, I know it's an easy game, but it's fun and makes me feel good. So, like you, I totally forgot about Let's Go, and I dude, loved the Let's Go games. Dude, Let's Go was awesome. It was so much fun. It was such a simple... It, it was went, just, yeah, so peaceful. Yeah, it brought Pokemon back like, to its roots of well, being easy. About but catching. Like, yeah, not convoluting at all. It's whole... Like the main mechanic, I felt like the end game of that game was catching all the Pokemon, as opposed to newer things where mm -hmm. you beat the Elite Four. Oh, that's the end of the game. Congratulations! Like you beat the Elite go, Four and let's go, go do perfect IV training. Yeah, you beat the Elite Four and let's go, and then it's like, okay, now go catch them all, and it was like fun to do. So I yeah. absolutely agree with you, Dan. I forgot about the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and I loved that game. And having all the Pokemon actually physically appear in the overworld was yeah. like so 
so good. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, he continues to say, as for a remake, I'd like to see Jeff hit the nail on the head. Golden Sun would be awesome as a remake. There's so much potential for beautiful landscapes and world building. And music. <laughs> I think my second choice would have to be a game that you have all played, but I haven't ever been able to get my hands on. I think an important aspect of a remake is the lack of accessibility in the past. The Mother series would be a great would be great to see remade. Besides Earthbound on SNES and Mother on the Wii U Virtual Console, we really haven't touched the franchise in the US. It's one of those things that Japan must have thought we just wouldn't like because of its complex story. However, with newer gamers with new games like Undertale receiving acclaim for mimicking the style of Mother, I think a remake would do really well on the Switch. Being more like Steve, Dan Santos. Uh, I'll have you know, Dan, you are doing better than being like Steve. You're being better than Steve, because Steve didn't send us an email this week. <gasps> what? what? Steve? Is Steve okay? I, I don't know. Uh... Is Steve ever okay? <laughs> so, Dan is the new Steve. Be like Dan. Be like Dan. <laughs> be like Dan. Um, but... it's, it's be like Dan, but Steve is there with a strike through. So, I agree with him. I think a remake of Mother would be really, really cool. Oh, I'd love, I would love that. You could just keep that weirdness, but modernize it and add all sorts of cool new JRPG mechanics to or, it. Or Earthbound. So, yeah, but, so, but in the Octopath style. Dude. Just put, every, <laughs> put everything in the Octopath style. Wasn't uh, Mother 3 originally like Earthbound 64 or something yes. like that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was gonna. there was going to be an Earthbound game on the n64 and then they ended up mixing it and then it wasn't until like 10 years later no not 10 years later when did mother 3 come out was that like 2006 2006 yeah Yeah. it would have been like eight ish years years. eight to eight to ten yeah yeah before mother 3 had come out um so yeah i agree with dan i think it'd be really cool for them to revamp the mother series absolutely Cool. Doesn't the, the the guy that did those not make video games anymore, though? I don't think so. I think I remember reading a thing about it. Or when we were doing our Earthbound episode, I was doing some research into Earthbound. And yeah, there's something where he he only wants to make sp- games a specific way. And people weren't letting him do it anymore. So he was like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Screw you guys. But yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll never see another Mother game. Which is sad. But what are you gonna yeah. do? I mean, there's the fan-made Mother Four, and then there's like Dan said, there's also Undertale, which is kind of mimicking right. that thing. So almost yeah. like a spiritual successor. Yeah, there there are other outlets there for it for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to some news things. Who wants to talk about Google Stadia? <laughs> oh, no. what's Check up with stadia this week there was a stadia connect which is akin to a nintendo direct and a, a playstation uh what are theirs state of play uh yeah state of play i think yeah so google had one and they announced a couple things and none of it was really that interesting you can Sounds about right you can pay 20 bucks to play PUBG. that's no thank you yeah 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 no, i'm not interested you can play Octopath Traveler in a little while. That's kind of cool. Ooh. That came I to Steam game. recently, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then they have a deal with EA. So you're going to be able to play Madden, NFL, FIFA, and Jedi Fallen Order is also going to be coming, but not till later, I'm pretty sure. 
Um, yeah, that's about it. I cool. I All feel right. like. I feel like the EA deal is maybe the big, the biggest deal in that because, yeah. like, being able to play uh, FIFA, that's ah, that's a tough part because it's like the market. I'm yeah, I'm thinking okay, like being able to play FIFA without a console, like yeah, that's definitely a huge win for like a ton of people out there. But then I think like, well, the markets for FIFA also like don't always have the best internet so like streaming fifa over the internet isn't really an option so it's like oh well i guess it maybe isn't that big of a deal i don't know that's that's tough i think i think you might see a little uh maybe an uptick because of that deal but it's i still it's not enough to save stadia i would say yeah it's i think it is a big deal that they got this uh deal with ea just the fact that it is a bigger company who's willing to start putting their games on Stadia is important for them. But again, it's EA who historically everyone kind of says is the worst as a whole. People don't like EA. They don't like the choices they've been making. So that's not necessarily the person you want to have on board for your struggling uh, online platform. And people don't like EA, but they love to buy their games. So yeah, that's very, very true. Their sports games (laughs) is probably a big reason why they're still in business honestly uh but yeah i'm very well, curious when to you see. can release the same game every year and then money off of it why won't you yeah i'm very curious to see uh how sales for fifa and madden go because that's gonna kind of i think that will be what determines the future of stadia i feel if fifa isn't successful one of the most successful franchises in the world isn't successful on stadia then I don't think there's anything that ever will be. Yeah, definitely. So the only other option would be put GTA 5 on there and see how that does. And if that does poorly, because that's the greatest selling entertainment single thing of all time. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I I don't expect Stadia to last very long. And with Google's habits of just kind of pulling the plug on things that don't work well, I don't expect it to be around for too, too long, completely honestly. All right, let's talk about... There's a quick little update today regarding Nintendo's E3 Direct. And, oh, really? I didn't hear about this. Yeah, the apparently it's going to be delayed. They're not going to be holding it in the first week of June to line up when E3 would have happened. It's looking like it's going to happen... What did I read? It's in middle of July, I want to say. Huh. Um, All right. Well, at least we have some some time frame you know yeah they said it's going to be delayed obviously due to coronavirus pandemic and japan is in a state of emergency so they're oh dang they're in very hard lockdown over there so it's kind of hindering a lot of things Mm. um yeah so they're they're just pushing that back so not a lot of huge news there we've waited this long i feel like we might see some delays uh i mean I guess I don't even know what's what is even on the radar. Yeah, for Nintendo. at this point, would they even be delays because we don't have the release dates in the first place? Yeah, yeah, they can't <laughs> delay something that we don't know the release date for. Internally, they may have ideas floating around that they're going to push back, but we will never know about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But do you think that the um, the arms character for Smash is still going to get announced in June, like they said? Or do you think it'll move to July with the direct? I don't you know because that... those two things were presumably tied together. Yeah, that's a good point. 
mean, presumably, but I think it kind of depends on how much progress they already had in the character beforehand. That is true. Yeah, I really don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's also an in-house character. It's not a third party, so that might keep things on track more so. I don't know. That really makes a difference for development. But Well, all of the, you know, obtaining rights processes, you know, probably already happened way long in the past before the um, rot, the lineup was decided. So, like, I think once they have the characters, it's, like, free range, and they can just go on each one as they please. Yeah, and, and then it kind of comes down to how is their work being hindered by everyone working from home? Are they still able to create the character at the same pace that they would have been able to? I suppose, you know, people are going to be bouncing mm. files back and forth online that could take time and kind of disrupt the creative flow that they have going. Yeah. I so I, I was reading that uh, this the transition to remote work in Japan has been extremely difficult. Um, a lot of a lot of the companies don't have like the IT set up to support people working from home uh, because like in in Japanese work culture, face to face meetings are are like so important yeah. that like you know no no companies had zoom accounts <laughs> or you know a lot of you know or, or, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's also part of this delay is is just nintendo getting their everyone set up to work from home you know might have just pushed this back a month in itself you know mm. um yeah so yeah just don't expect to have this uh nintendo direct or in that slot of e3 it's probably gonna be yeah i think they just said by a couple weeks or a month or so yeah so assuming that you know since that's in july and would have been in june and tomorrow is the first month of may we're definitely not getting any other nintendo direct until then i would assume that's probably a pretty safe assumption which means there we don't we don't even know what the next nintendo game is animal crossing came out they don't have anything Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. No new games. Yeah, we are, that's a remake, though. Yeah, we, we already knew about that. But yeah, you're right. There's nothing on the radar for a lot of their most popular franchises. Like, yeah, nothing we, on Metroid Prime, nothing on Zelda 2, yeah, Breath we, of the Wild. We know Breath of the Wild 2 is being made, but we have no concept of when it's coming out. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 obviously restarted its production last year, I want to say. So was that, it last year? I think that was either last year or two years ago. I think it was February of 19. It was around then. So yeah, we'll see what uh, the future of Nintendo holds for sure. But not till the middle of the summer. <sighs> nope. <laughs> Hopefully there's some good stuff. I mean, it's been a while since we've gotten anything big. Uh, Derek, you and I were on an ultimate team together called Ragnarok. Yeah. Which means... I was there. Andrew, point. you did play for us for one year. That's right. Yeah, Why that's true. Forget that. uh, I, it was so long ago. <laughs> that, that was our most dominant year, too, I think, was the You're year. You're damn right it was. You were there. Um, I don't, those two things aren't associated, though. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my point being, Derek, you and I both, I know, have a very soft spot in our heart for Norse mythology. Yeah. Oh, me too. I love Norse mythology. God of War was huge for me. So how what was your reaction to today's reveal of Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Uh yeah, that looks um pretty cool. Uh <laughs> yes. I really like the setting. So I, I did look I did I did look into it a little bit more. I like that it's it's not really it's like set during like the 
the Viking invasion of of England. Yeah, isn't it like the fall of Viking culture? Yeah, so yeah, like the the game is going to take place in mostly in in England, and then some of it will take place in like the Nordic Nordic countries. But it sounds uh, really cool. So yeah, like I that re that it re interested me in uh, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game since Brotherhood, so it's been a very very long time. I played the first. It was actually to test out Stadia. I played the first uh-huh. hour of odyssey uh, odyssey and i was like this is fine but it was mostly just for me to test out uh the stadia was system odyssey is greek mythology right yes yes uh but i'm very excited about it. it looks really cool um they they showed the series x logo at the end of it the xbox series x logo mm-hmm. and like this is one of the first like hey this is gonna be on the new xbox and it's gonna be nuts uh games that we've seen promoted so that's really cool. Um, they are talking about how one of the key features is going to be similar to... Apparently it was in Black Flag, but I'm more familiar with uh, Assassin's Creed 2, Ezio's Villa, where like, you're building up that little town within Ezio's house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that and, that sounds really cool. Yeah, and like building up specific buildings. Like if you build up your armory stronger, your weapons will be better, and like stuff like that. So you're making a lot of choices like that. Um, that sounds really, really cool. The main character's name... Oh, I've read it somewhere. What was it? It begins with an E. Eivor. E-I-V-O-R. Eivor. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm definitely going to play this just because of the Norse theme to it. it. During the trailer at one point, he screams, Odin is with us! Yeah. And there's like a shadowy <laughs> figure there, so that makes... Every Assassin's Creed game has like a historical figure of some kind that you reference. I know in... Assassin's Creed 2, you were talking to to Leonardo da Vinci and he was yes. like making stuff for you. I think he was the one that made you the the hidden blade, right? That's correct. Um so I wonder if they like the Norse gods are gonna like interact with you in some way. I don't know. So, so I know uh, makes an appearance. Oh god. <laughs> That'd be funny. I I know that in the most recent two uh, Origins and Odyssey. They've been able. They've been working in um, the like the Egyptian and the Greek mythos into the world uh, a little bit here and there. I haven't. I don't know to what extent like it plays with the plot, but I know like the plots of these games is are a little like you know they are a little mythical anyway. So yeah, I think it kind of fits. Um, so I, I I ended up. Uh, the sucker that I am, I because I've been meaning to play both uh, Origins and Odyssey. I I bought Origins and Odyssey on Steam <laughs> today. Yeah, they, well they were they were on sale for well, I think one was like fifteen and what the other was twenty. So I was like, oh, how could like bad. I was like I was only gonna buy Origins and I was like, well I might as well just buy both. People say both of um, those games are really really good too. Yeah, they're they're different. They're a lot different than the you know the original games, but. Not the original, like, like they, they they were the reboot yeah, Assassin's the Creed Assassin needed. Creed of old, yeah. So uh, I'm excited to dive it because after watching the premiere tra- trailer, or the, yeah, watch after watching the Valhalla trailer, I booted up uh, Assassin's Creed Unity because I was like, you know what, maybe I'm gonna finally beat this game, and I shut it off after 30 minutes and said, this is terrible. Like, yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I heard that one wasn't so oh. great. Nope. I it just it, 
it, it's so clunky and slow and i was like trying to do a mission and i just like kept falling off buildings and i was like you know what i'm just gonna you know these like this game and the game after are the reason they rebooted the franchise so i'm just gonna skip them smart, smart choice. <laughs> I've, I've played all the good ones <laughs> let me get back to the other good ones um let me know how Odyssey <laughs> and Origins, how you feel about them, because yeah. I, I don't really know. I know people love them, but I'm not super in tune with how they actually play yeah, compared yeah. to the old Assassin's Creed games. So I'm very curious. I want to know your opinion. Mm-hmm. So once you get a little bit into those, definitely let me know. Yeah, there was a period of time when I was kind of getting into Assassin's Creed, not by physically playing them, because I don't think at the time I had the means um unless i wanted to download like a i was considering getting assassin's creed 3 on the wii u but in order to do that i needed to have more uh space available than the console had Uh. (laughs) (laughs) so i ended up not doing that but uh yeah ever since i think after three and four my interest in the series kind of wavered uh, and now, so it's like, it's a game series where I kind of want to go back and play all of them, but there's too many. Yeah, I know you tried that with Kingdom Hearts and you stopped at the first <sighs> one. Not necessarily because of the length of the game, more so the no, quality. No, just because of... it, was, it was, those are bad video games. <laughs> so They had their time. The, I, I would sure say the, the, the Ezio trilogy, Two Brotherhood and Revelations, is probably oh, no. the ones that stand up best to to like the yeah. times that probably probably i've played a decent amount of two yeah th- th- those ones probably four. aged the best one one didn't even age well at the time <laughs> yeah it didn't take longer uh, to feel kind of clunky especially after two came out you're just you'd go back to one you're like oh yeah. Uh, yeah and and four is not an assassin's Story. creed game it's a pirate game <laughs> yes i did I, I have heard that sentiment reflected. i heard it's a really good pirate game though it's a really good pirate game um cool so everyone seems to be pretty excited about this yeah i just watched the trailer right now uh i didn't do it earlier yeah um, it's, it looks really cool it does look it looks very very good yeah, i mean it's I've not an actually... xbox exclusive right no it's coming to everything sans switch let's see ps5 good. xbox series x ps4 xbox one pc okay. on the epic game store ubisoft Gross. store google stadia and uplay plus which i don't okay. think anyone's actually signed up for uplay plus so I've actually never played an Assassin's Creed. None? They're, they're cool. Yeah, I mean, this might be one to get me into it. Just, you know, I only got the PC in the last couple of weeks. So I've never actually had a system to play them on. That's very you like true. hey. True. That's not true. You had a Wii U and a Switch. Those both have Assassin's Creed games on them. That's true. Oh, yeah. Those are also more recent, but I don't know. I just never got around to playing any of them. Mm, fair. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this will be a PS5 launch game I'll get. There you, oh, man. If this launched on PS5, that would push me to want to get one. Yeah, because I'm sure it's gonna look so cool. Yeah, it's, I might consider it. Looks like it's kind of in the same timeline. I mean, if it's gonna be on Series X. Yeah, I mean, it says it's coming out for PS5, so I would assume, if not at launch, soon after. Mm. Yes. Yeah, because they didn't give a, like a launch window, right? They just said this game's coming. Holiday 2020. Yeah, holiday. Oh, so this okay, so holiday, okay. Which is that's all they've said for the console so far is holiday 2020. Yes. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. That's usually the time you want to roll something like that out. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some both sad and good news all pertaining to The Last of Us Part 2. I don't know. What now? Oh, yeah. Let's start with the sad 
so the last of us part two all almost all of the story beats and some of like i think video clips of the story and cutscenes in the game have been leaked i thought it was all the cutscenes is it all of the cutscenes I don't know. I didn't look into it too much. Uh, yeah, yeah. trying to. That's the thing is, I'm not like trying to look too too much into it uh, because I'm. I don't want to necessarily run into anything. But from what I've heard, it's just about the entirety of the story. Yeah. is out there, and that sucks a lot. Yeah, um, I feel really really bad for the people who made this game because it's like they spent all these years doing this hard work and their big reward is when the game gets released and everyone kind of gets to play through it and then go through the emotions of it and for it just to get posted online and now all those internet assholes are just in there like posting spoilers in comment sections of random things like you can be watching a cooking video and then just look at the comments and there's a fucking last of us just like just like they get cooked in the last of us yeah uh so I don't know. It really sucks. Apparently, yeah. it was a... Dis- it's like a particularly painful case because this is one of easily the most anticipated games of the last seven years. Yeah, it, the follow-up to one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the source of the leak was a disgruntled Naughty Dog uh, yeah. employee. Who I did hear that. He was mad with, I think, either some sort of money issue or something i don't know if there's like a crunch issue but apparently that was the cause of uh him wanting to leak all this stuff but i what i feel like this person if that is the case didn't think about it at all because i don't think it's going to affect the sales of the game all it does is crush all of their former his this person's former co-workers and and also his career yeah and that's the big thing it's like you will never work in the video game industry again because no one would hire you if you were like if it they know that you're the one who leaked an entire game mm-hmm. uh, like you you just won't get a job so i hope you didn't want to work in the game industry anymore i don't know yeah. yeah it's crazy i feel yeah it just sucks so yeah um there is apparently there's people who are saying that what has been released really really sucks and uh, the first time someone told me that, I was like, why would you tell me that? But then I kind of thought about it for a second, and I realized that the people who are going to go online to look for spoilers for a game are the kind of people who inherently think everything sucks and just wants to shit on everything anyways. So That's a fair point. Take, I say take these criticisms with a grain of salt uh, and yep. don't really listen to them. Just I mean, I do that with most things anyway. Yeah, let you, and I don't know. A lot of things are context-based too. So I'm sure, like, if you see a bullet point list of spoilers, it's not going to be the same as if you watched it play out and the emotions build up from the interactions of the characters to have lead up to big moments. Whereas if you're just like, uh, X person farted, like, this is a terrible plot point. But if they're trying to like sneak around and get caught by a zombie, I should make a video game. <laughs> this is <cool. laughs> um, a true genius at work. Uh, but yeah, so it sucks. If you are at all looking forward to The Last of Us Part Two, just be careful on the internet. Block yes. keywords on Twitter, or just don't go on Twitter. It's probably apparently better. the download size is a hundred gigs plus. I did see that. It's uh, comparable to Final Fantasy. I think that was a little over a hundred gigs. Was it really? Yeah. God damn. Games wow. are big. Oh, Final yeah, Fantasy was two discs. 
I mean, I guess the four terabyte hard drive I got is going to come in handy. Yeah. Wait, did any of you buy Final Fantasy VII Remake on disc? Or did no. You, did you download it? I downloaded it, yeah. Derek? I haven't played it. I downloaded it. Okay. Because I'm very Nick curious. Nick got it uh, physically. I'm very curious as to what point you swap discs. Ah. Because I can ask. Yeah, ask him during the break because I want to know uh, when that happens. I'm very curious. Just out of. Yeah. Actually, so I know this. I don't. This is something I've seen. What What was the game that was two discs that I played? Final um, Fantasy VII Original. Uh, that was it three was like discs. This generation. Um, I think from you know, there's just two discs. They say, like, I want to say the trend I've seen is you don't switch discs. One disc is like an install disc, and then the other disc is the play disc, and you like install uh, yes, that one disc. Is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so I want to say you probably don't switch discs. Don't bother asking Nick because that is definitely the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we ba, did. Ba, ba, ba. All right. Um, that's, that's a sad one. No. Oh. Ba, ba, ba. We did it. Um, right. So, with the bad news for The Last of Us 2, there's also good news for The Last of Us 2. So, that indefinite delay ended up not being that long, which is awesome. It only got pushed back like three weeks. They announced that the new release date for it yep. is June 19th. So, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's like a month and a half away because we, we're at May right now. Tomorrow's going to be the first of May. So, yeah. yeah. So, I know what you guys are going to be doing on June 19th. Uh, I'm going to be celebrating my friend's birthday, actually. Uh, So, yeah, that's really exciting. When you hear the word indefinitely, you kind of assume that it's going to be a really, really long time. But it's people forget that indefinitely means, hey. Until further notice. Yeah, until we tell you. Otherwise, it doesn't. Because it has, like, in, like, I don't know. My brain goes to the word infinite when I hear indefinitely. And, and there have been games where I said, oh, this is delayed indefinitely, and then the game never came out. Like, we've lost games to the word indefinitely before. Yeah, that is the usual trend, but in this case, you know, we're actually going with the actual meaning of the word. It just says, we don't have a number yet. Yeah. We will give you it soon. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, Because this got pushed into around the release date of when Ghost of Tsushima was supposed to come out, that is now coming out on July 17th. Uh, do uh, Adam obviously you don't have a PS4, but Derek or Andrew, are you interested in Ghost of Tsushima at all? Um, yes, I haven't really looked into it at all. They haven't really uh, for, shown there was a there was a long period of time when I thought it and Sekiro were the same game. <laughs> yeah, I actually had um, that moment too. Uh, and then I was like, wait, they're not. Uh, so now I am interested in it because it's a big triple-a title that's coming out this year and it's about samurais yeah i mean that's where they get me is I, uh, samurai i love but everything samurai other so. than that like i don't really know anything about it it might be one of those games like if i'm not playing anything else during the summer i'll be like yeah i'll pick this up and, yeah you know so i can get an opinion on it for this year's game discussions there was like the brief gameplay uh demo at was that the last e3 that sony would have been at so was that 2017 yeah um or no yes no 2018. 2018 that was the year that they did their whole like we gotta ship everyone to the next uh oh yeah to venue. that barn for the last of us yeah that was so dumb <laughs> um 
so yeah that's really all we've seen of the game and it it seemed like this samurai was kind of sneaking around shooting people with arrows and when he got into fights with things it was kind of like a one hit with a sword if i'm recalling correctly i would need to rewatch it like i said it's been almost two years now since we saw that um but i i like samurai as a whole i think the uh the lore and uh lifestyle of samurai is really cool so i'm i want to see more before i like fully commit but yeah they they've been weirdly like uh holding back i feel like on what they show of this game Mm. uh like i i I was i was just thinking like we have we even seen a gameplay demo of the last of us 2 yeah yes there was like the thing i think where ellie goes hunting yeah she's like beating up some dudes okay it was like part of one of the trailers i think I just I, I feel like Sony lately with some of their like big titles they they try to like really keep the information down and they maybe show like the same hour of gameplay in like different chunks to to like keep it on the down low because mm-hmm. like I I feel like with Ghosts of Sushima Sushi Sushi Mom um, they like they the first demo was like a still work in progress and then we didn't get anything gameplay wise until this yeah like i think there was a gameplay demo last year that came out maybe around game awards or something and uh it like went a little bit more into it but still like not a lot so i i'm curious to see i'm sure there'll be like a big trailer that comes out in the next two months but uh, i know That's i'm likely. looking forward to it just because it's a triple a uh ps4 exclusive so I well, know it's gonna look good and probably be fun, or it could be terrible. Well, I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, with a game this big, presumably, I assume this is gonna be one of their, you know, bigger games of the year. They, um, I assume they want to keep most things under wraps until yeah. launch. And I was gonna say that it was gonna come out close to when E3 is, so they could tie it into that. But then I remember that Sony's not gonna be at E3 yeah. regardless. So, yeah, who knows. I'm sure we'll get details like a month before. I think probably what will happen, if I had to guess, is Last of Us will come out, uh, a week or two will go by, and then we'll get a bunch of Ghost of Tsushima details for it to come out in three weeks' time or so. In July. Yeah. Um. All right. That's all I got for news this week so far. Yeah. Why did I say so far? I don't know. My brain's been weird these last couple of weeks. Well, the week's not over uh, for us, technically. I guess yeah. that's true. Uh, and anyone got anything they saw that they wanted to add? I just saw something today, actually. What'd you got? So I was just uh, poking on the internet, and I saw that evidently the uh, My Nintendo Japan site is saying that they're going to discontinue three of the Joy-Con colors. Huh. I'm sorry, what? Which one? The three of the Joy-Con colors, evidently they're not going to manufacture anymore. Yeah, yes, ones? but which colors? Oh. Uh, evidently yellow. The dark red that came with Mario Odyssey, and weirdly enough, the default gray. Okay, well, I got two of those, so. Okay, yellow, like the arms yellow one? Yeah, 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 the arms yellow. Okay. Well, that one was next on my list. That makes sense, because those those were, like, seemed limited time, like, with specific games. The gray's a little weird. Um, Yeah, I don't know, it's just a little bit strange. But, I mean, as long as I keep coming out with new colors. Gray is definitely the most bland out of all of them, but... I really wish they would just sell pairs of like specific colors or like the same color. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I wish too. Like I'd totally get the orange ones if you know I didn't have to get a purple with it. Yeah, like I would love to get. There's like that orange and then purple and then there's a dark blue with mm-hmm. something. I don't remember the other but color. I think the dark blue comes with a single yellow. Yeah, so that has some weird implications. Yeah. They're gonna stop making the yellow. I think it's a different shade. Well, I, I no, it? it's the same. It's, it's but they're both same. classified as neon yellow. I think maybe what they would mean then, Adam, is that they're just gonna stop selling the neon yellow as a pair. Oh, maybe yeah. You know, I thought the picture showed anyway. It showed the pairs. Maybe the set is fine. Yeah. Yeah, because they because they sell too like the um like the green and pink for example they sell the the left green and right pink and then the inverse. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I got they don't my sell each one individually. Tool. That's how I got my pair i've got an i got a spare pink floating around because i went in with a friend and we got the opposite color scheme so we can oh, switch really? nice nice which uh which side of pink uh, i've got a i think it's the left pink yeah if you if that if that checks out if that's the left pink i'll take that off your hands uh yeah give me a second it's right on a cover i can go check it now all Yo. right well let's let's go take a break i want to go grab some water and my wait it was getting parched oh derek has news i have one yeah okay which i What's your uh, so next next Friday, um, Microsoft is doing an Xbox Series X games sh- showcase. Ooh. Xbox uh, Direct. Wait, it's, so it's yeah. specifically for Series X? Se- specifically Series X, and it looks like it's specifically showcasing uh, some third-party titles that... So I think Valhalla is going to be shown. Uh, they're thinking maybe Cyberpunk. And uh, some other maybe unannounced titles. That could be really, really cool. When is this? This is next Friday. Next Thursday, May 7th. Next Thursday. Dang. Ooh, so we'll have plenty to talk about. So next we'll have episode. plenty to talk about. I think next week is going to be a long one. I'm seeing one thumbnail with Halo Infinite. <laughs> Sorry, excuse they, me. Well, so they're saying first party will be over the summer. They'll do a big first party showcase. Oh, okay. Sweet, dude. I'm really excited about the future of Xbox. I yeah, me too. Great. Uh, yeah, it depends what uh what they got for them exclusives. Yeah. For me. I mean, you don't need to buy the Xbox. You have the PC, so. I'm, it's true. It's more so that's Xbox right. as a that's brand right. than the console. You know, that's yeah. what I'm excited for. Uh, yeah, no, that's valid. All right, let's go take a break. Adam can go get that Joy-Con. I'm going to go get some water. Uh, we'll come Hell back, yeah. and we're going to talk about my top five video games of all time. And it's going to be great. All righty, we are back, and I totally forgot for us to talk about what we've been playing lately. So, guys... What have you been playing lately? Have you still been on that Final Fantasy grind? I would like you and everybody here to know that approximately two hours ago, I got the platinum in Final Fantasy VII oh, Remake. Oh, did you? You finished it? I, uh... I am done with Final Fantasy VII Remake. All right. There's a couple... I'm driving Persona 5 to you tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I got I got to start um outer wilds i gotta oh you <laughs> but still bring it to me because i want to play it because i got to start okay, Outer yeah. wilds and then i gotta i want to play gears tactics but on okay. like a day when i have a couple hours i'll definitely put some time into persona and start that train dope because i'm excited but yeah there's a couple things i could go do uh to get like the hundred percent but i got the platinum and that's good enough for me so i'm very Sweet. excited about it i enjoyed most of it 
there are a little bit of frustrating things. Um, the game isn't very smooth when it comes to speed running purposes. So there's definitely some moments where the slowdown is normal and it's your first playthrough and you're walking and talking to someone and like taking in the scenery. But when you're just trying to go as fast as possible on easy mode to get to chapter nine to see Cloud in his third dress, <laughs> it can be very You have to like replay the game from the beginning to do that? I had to play the game two and a half times. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, the first time was on normal mode. The second time I had to play through on hard mode. And then the third time was easy mode. So the third time, I think I got up to... Was it chapter nine, the wall market chapter? Yes. Mm -hmm. I did all of that in about three hours, three and a half hours. If you just like skip all of the cutscenes and right, just, yeah, and... just start the game with first strike because you're like your guy's still level fifty and has all of his weapons fully upgraded. So just have the first strike materia, and then anytime you get into an encounter, just instantly use triple slash and you just win the battle instantly um, <laughs> and i got an item that makes it so that i start every battle with my limit break full on whoever oh I it to. yeah it's pretty nuts i'm very much looking forward to that spoiler cast it's going to be some good stuff um, did you do all of the vr battles yeah that's part of the achievement is to uh nice there's one of them is like i hear one of them is ridiculous it was pretty rough and it took me a lot of effort and a lot of different tries but I ended up prevailing after finding nice. a pretty solid guide and uh, <laughs> a solid strategy, and it felt real good. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that on the spoiler cast for sure. But, yeah, got the platinum, so I can move on and do other things with my life. I'm going to be a little There sad. you go. I enjoyed it. I love that game. It's really, really fun. Now we can, yeah, now we can just sit and wonder about what the next one is going to oh, be like. Oh, my God. Um,. The other thing that I've been playing for the first time is Valorant. I know, oh, Andrew, yeah. you also got your key. Derek had his key I before. forgot about that. But mm -hmm. uh, the three of us got to play. We played with a couple buddies. Mm -hmm. I really like Valorant. <laughs> that game is, is really, quite, really fun. quite enjoyable, yeah. I found myself over the last... I, I thought today, I was like, holy shit, I've only played that game for a week, but I've I'm already found myself like looking at strategies and dante was telling up about arm aiming versus wrist aiming so now i'm like yeah. trying to adjust my desktop setup a little bit so i can do arm aiming because it's better accuracy and like learning all the characters and all these little tricks did you know that you can like boost people up with sage's wall to see over yep. crates oh, i was gonna tell you about that the next time we played yeah. i saw someone do it and i was like oh my god that's like an incredible strategy why would you not do that all the time yeah i so was gonna bring it up during one of the matches i think but then i just forgot yeah so we got to start doing that holy cow allison just booted up stardew valley like, oh no so she thought i was never gonna touch my switch while she was playing animal crossing no it's definitely <laughs> oh boy. um but yeah i'm really really digging valorant it's fun i yeah. never played uh csgo so the whole yep. tactical round-based shooters new to me but it's really fun yeah I think the uh, the addition of like character based gameplay and abilities is really what pushed it over the edge. Also, that it is a riot game. Yeah, you know they're going to be putting a lot of time and effort into this and polishing yep. it. It's still, I think it's patch zero four or something. It's still yeah, pretty early. But the on. the gameplay is already super clean. You know, it's the gunplay is fair, albeit frustrating for me because I'm bad. Mm. Uh, but the and the but I really like using the characters like the strategy that we do with Omen. Don't tell anyone. But when we all collapse on one point and then I teleport to the other side of the map and plant the bomb. The old switcheroo. Did you hear they just nerfed Omen? 
So no. <laughs> yeah, they made it so that he, so he used to be invulnerable when he was channeling his like teleport abilities. That's correct. Now he is not. You can, Damn it! You can shoot him while he's doing that. So that's Omen my character. Got, I know he just got worse, but they they buffed him in the fact that his like face masks now looks like three glowing blue claw marks instead of just like dot for eyes. Oh, great! Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> he looks cool now. Um, as long as I can still do my 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 move. Also, I think all of us need to stand still way more when we're shooting because I was watching videos of like the spray patterns and whatnot, and your accuracy takes a huge dive if you are doing any sort of movement. Uh, really? Yeah. So, and I think it, I was reading it's like the first three bullets are are extremely accurate, and then after that, even if you like the. the the bloom, even if you're tapping, um, the, you lo- you're losing. You're like your accuracy isn't good. Yeah. So it's like you really have to be precise with your shots and like nail those first three shots. So yeah, I was, I've learned that after the first three shots, your shots, the gun kind of points up a little bit. So after the first three shots, you want to move your mouse down and kind of aim at their waist, or like mm, between the yes. torso and the waist, and then your bullets will kind of be around uh, upper chest head level. So it's. Yeah, it's going to take a lot to get used to, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I haven't been this into a, a shooter since probably when Overwatch first came out. I was like really into Overwatch when it first came out, and then I fell off. Yeah, we were all really into Overwatch when that came out. So we'll see if this persists. And um, so far, it seems like this is going to have far more esports potential than Overwatch. Yeah, it's there already. Like I was, uh, like I was telling you guys yesterday, the season two MVP and eventual <laughs> season champion, uh, Sinatra. Um, just left Overwatch League to become a Valorant pro. <laughs> yeah, teams are already signing Valorant players. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to be really, really cool. I think this first yeah. year is going to be, I don't know, I'm assuming tournament-based and whatnot. And then once the game actually releases towards the end of the year, I'm sure there will be, like, an official... Right, I'll create game. a circuit, yeah. yeah. Full, re- so, full, full release is supposed to be this summer. Is uh, it? Yeah. Sweet. Dang. Um, what do you think this will have uh, for an effect on like the CS:GO scene? I don't. I don't think any of us pay attention to CS:GO esports. I, yeah, right? I know nothing about it. I've, I, what it's gonna I, do on esports or on the game itself? On esports specifically. I don't know. I don't know anything about it, so I can have no insight in that. Yeah. From like chatter I've seen online, I don't think this will have a big effect on CS:GO, just because in the grand scheme of things, they're has, with d- despite how similar they are, they are very different Wait. game. Yeah, the hero base and the like ability based thing is makes it quite different. Yeah. Wait. What? Does this make CS:GO the melee of tactical shooters? Oh my god! Absolutely. <laughs> and there are people that are like, yeah, there's gonna be a, like a divide in the community where like the newer like game that's doing new things changing the formula up is seen as blasphemy and then people are like get away from the old game you idiots i think cs 1.6 is the melee of of tactical shooters i think there's people that still say that is the most pure version of cs and csgo is blasphemy so cs i think cs CS 1.6 is the brawl <laughs> CS:GO is the one with the with the thriving competitive scene. That's true. Yeah, actually, I think Andrew's got a point. Um, 
There yeah. you go, yeah. So <laughs> I know my Smash esports dynamics. <laughs> I really wanted to hit you guys up and play Valorant last night or two nights ago, but I was You should have. I was I had to finish Final Fantasy. <laughs> you you mean... Last night is when I beat the the hardest boss in the game. Um and so then I after fighting the the hardest boss in the game, I then had to go fight the final boss in the game. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, so that was all tricky. And then after I had done all that, I had to speed run through on easy mode. But and I was yeah. just like, because I played for about an hour and a half after work today before the podcast, just to get it done. So I was like, right. I wanted to play Valorant a lot last night, really, really badly. But I was like, I just need to finish Final Fantasy because I'm <laughs> yeah. so close. Um, yeah, a few times I considered booting it up as well, but it's similar to a lot of shooters that I play. It's not really something that I will play without other people. Yeah, I don't really want to play that game alone. It's not the same. Yeah. Especially because I'm so anti-communicating with strangers with my voice on the internet. Because so, they're all jerks. Yeah, most of the time. So like, I've gotten you know criticized for it before from friends who are no longer friends because they because it's like so important for communication i'm like dude it's like i don't care it's a video game <laughs> uh so yeah it's like i don't want to you know be the one guy who's you know silent and not contributing anything communication wise to a match and everyone gets mad at me and i'm also bad at shooting so there's that that's it's part of the reason i usually only play league of legends with like you guys or some other friends it's just completely different when you know the people yeah it's a very different yeah. game well, at least in like League, you know, there's a ping system that's easy to use, and I can just mute everyone and kind of focus on myself. But in shooters, it's a little different. Um, yeah, so that's all I've been playing. Final, I finally, fi finally finished Final Fantasy, and then uh, Valorant is awesome. Yeah, but Derek, Valorant is very fun. what's your Final Fantasy update? Um, so yeah, so I I've been playing. Finished playing Final Fantasy VII remake. You finished and, it, and uh, I finished playing it. <laughs> okay, so you didn't beat it. So I, I will, I will beat it at some point in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I had a bad experience yesterday uh, that has completely turned me away from the game. Oh, so uh, I, yeah, got to the very end. Like, got to the final like, boss. Okay, like very and, very end. Yeah, and I think I was had been playing for about three hours. I was having a rough time on the final boss, uh, okay. um, and I was like, "All right, I just need to take a break." And so I turned off the PlayStation, and no. when I went back, uh, a little bit later, did it shut off? I and had, you lost. And you save. So it doesn't save between the two the two bosses, so you have to start over at the the boss before. Yeah. 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 So I was like, uh, "Fuck that!" <laughs> and, and I looked up the ending online. That's, yeah, that's fair. You like you were at the end of the game, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I so, do that. I couldn't what get I past did. phase three. I, I just no matter what build I like, I kept I kept I would. I would like reorganize every single time. Like, okay, but I'll give someone else this material. Like, and I just couldn't get past it. And I was like getting, I was just banging my head against the wall. And then when it, I found out I have, it was going to have to do another <laughs> 20 minute boss fight again over before even getting to get to that boss fight. I was like, I, I don't have 
it in me anymore. That was. I, go ahead. I I enjoyed the game. I got an, I got what I wanted out of it. I don't need the yeah. satisfaction. I think of beating the final boss right now. Yeah. Uh, so. That's that's similarly to where I was at. Except instead of just stopping, I just switched the difficulty to easy and beat the beat so, the game that way. So can you? You start the chapter so, over, but that so, final chapter is just the final. Okay. Yeah. So I, I can put the okay. Maybe I'll do that because I, I mean, like, oh, it well. depends on it depends on how you feel about it though. Because let me tell you, easy mode is ridiculously yeah. easy. It's not even I, at this like, point. I don't. I don't care. I just want to finish the game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll it's literally I, like I probably like I struggled a lot. I didn't even get to the final boss when I was playing originally. I kept dying to the to the penultimate boss. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I. So eventually, I was just like, okay, let me switch it to easy, and then I don't think I healed once, and I oh, like was over half health the yeah, whole it's the a, whole time. Running it's through on easy mode right now at the end of the game, or on my third playthrough, I don't have any uh, mate- like healing material or anything. It's just yeah, I it's... I filled uh, all of my party members with HP up and MP up so I can max them out because yeah. they're actually really important on hard mode. Yeah, you, you want all of your people <laughs> to be nine hundred or nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine HP on hard mode. Um, so yeah, the the hardest boss in the game, which is like the secret boss that you have to fight in one of the VR things, so it's it's a boss rush, and the fourth boss is the hardest one. Yeah. So I died to him, I don't know, eight to ten times probably, but I would have to go back and I would have to fight the first three bosses, uh, uh, and they I... weren't they weren't very hard, but it took fifteen minutes for me to get to the yep. the hardest boss and then the last right. boss who's like technically the secret boss is actually not the hardest boss in the game uh it's the one before that uh but yeah that was tedious but i guess like i had that coming for playing through on hard mode and trying yeah. to get these achievements like i can understand complaints about like the last fight of just the normal game being really difficult mm-hmm. which it it's definitely difficult um and you don't really have an option to grind at that point because you're you don't have chapter select yet because you haven't beaten the game and there's nowhere you can go to level up or anything or or, i guess no you maintain like experience and ap so you just have to like keep slamming your head against the wall until you figure out a new strategy um yeah like i don't mind that it's difficult it's just that that i had like they're long fight and they're like mentally attack like there's a lot of stuff you have to think about so just just like that you know why not have a save state right there like you you can go to the menu why not let me save (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah i don't know so i i ended up learning the best strategy for long-winded difficult boss fights is put the iron blade on cloud and just hold the block button and then abuse his counter stance ability that you get from the twin stinger Mm -hmm. Uh, like when you see an attack coming prep the counter strike because it negates their attack and then does bonus damage or like yeah you retaliate and do a lot of damage and then just have healing stuff on your other characters and then just like have them heal cloud and use barrier on cloud that's the best way to beat everything is what i found yeah Hmm. yeah it's real and like so like one of the bosses will throw fire aga at you or something and if you don't block it you take i don't know Three thousand damage, but uh, if you block it, fuck ton of damage. If you yeah. blo- if you just hold the block button, you take three hundred, and it's n- it's almost nothing. So, and usually the bosses will only attack the characters that you are controlling. Right. I didn't. I I didn't know that. I read that, and I was like, oh my god! Like you can abuse aggro 
like that way and i like that's a strategy i didn't even know i, I could use yeah uh so you learn a lot I, when you play on hard mode because it, yeah. it becomes a very deep uh tactical game at that point it's really i enjoyed it a lot it, there were some frustrating moments for sure but as a whole it felt rewarding when you finally did beat people because yeah. you felt i always felt like i overcame it as opposed to like me lucking into it or something you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I can understand your frustrations there. There's definitely some. Yeah, tricky I, stuff. I definitely want to. I'll go back and do it eventually. It's just like you know, what, I, I'm right right now. I'm satisfied and yeah, I'm good. That's fair. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. after that happened, uh, I decided I had uh, to boot up a less intense uh, game, uh, Spider-Man for the PS4. Yeah. Uh, have you ever yeah. played it before? No, so this is my this is my first time through. It was on sale yeah. a, a couple weeks ago, and I I just bought it, you know, as like a all right, when I have time, I'll get to it. And uh, yeah, the I the swinging through the city is one of the coolest gameplay experiences I think I've ever had. It feels so good. It is it's so good. So cool. That is the only uh, other game that I've ever platinumed. It, it really oh, makes uh, you uh, feel like Spider Man. Yeah, you know, I it really feel it makes you feel like you can beat the shit out of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly uh somewhat of a uh arkham game clone uh it obviously takes a lot from from those games um which but i don't mind because i i honestly think that that formula is really good for superhero games yeah they've all started um, to just kind of meld together into the perfect like entity of what superhero games should be and they're just stealing elements from each other and like slowly and slowly they're yeah, becoming it, the same game uh-huh. kind of like it, call of duty and halo did like they just kept stealing from each other until like the last entries in the game in the series were like kind of just the same very game. similar <laughs> yeah uh so i yeah I'm, I'm excited to casually play through that and um enjoy that uh yeah. but I, I so i have been playing a lot of valorant um nice by myself. You gotta text me, uh, man. Uh, well, so I typically I, I've, play, I've been playing really late at night. Um, like how, so I, like, I, like past I, my ten like, o'clock bedtime. Yeah, like eleven o'clock. Oh yeah, no. I'm so sorry. I because I I usually hop in Discord to see if you're online, and if you're like not online, I'm like, okay, he's probably sleeping. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> if no one like prompts me to do anything, I'm in bed by ten. Yeah. But if you if you message me, eleven's my limit. I'll like stay up till eleven, but if you're not yeah, starting it, till eleven, you lost me on that one. I gotta get up it, at six o'clock. It's been like a ooh, it's late, but like I'm kind of not tired. All right, let me play like two matches of Valorant, and that'll make me tired, and then I'll go to bed. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I I've been playing a lot. So I've been playing solo, and I uh, I've been trying to use that as an opportunity to like um, get better at just like my own gameplay, at because you can't. You have no communication, so you have to play more conservatively, or else like you're gonna be, uh, you're just gonna be detriment to your team. Wait, so you're saying you can't just bum rush when you're on defense, like we tend to do every round? Yeah, <laughs> which works when you sometimes when you can communicate with each other. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, and uh, yeah, I just I really like the feel and gameplay and like the characters. I still I've been playing. Uh, cypher a lot and who did i oh there's a lot of people saying cypher could be the best character in the game right now i've seen a lot of stuff about that so they fixed there was like a bug i think with one of his abilities and they fixed it um which is like really good and yeah he uh, he's super useful i feel like i'm getting better at using him like i feel like i was using some of his abilities at the wrong time um but 
I'm getting, I'm definitely getting better. Um, uh, who did I play as? Oh, uh, Breach. Is that the character uh, that Dante plays as? Yeah, the character that Dante plays as. And I had a really good game with him because I was just like using, I think Dante needs to learn, you learn how to use his smoke, I think, because I was just blocking <laughs> off lanes with with smoke and like making smaller lanes that like we could control on attack. And it like we were, it was like, it, they're like Jet had to keep, jumping out to get us instead of waiting in a corner and so like we were getting like first blood all the time it was it was pretty nice so i was like yeah all right i'm gonna teach you how to <laughs> i'm gonna tell you how to use his smoke yeah i noticed he would like the round would start and he's like don't worry i got this and he would use his smoke immediately and i was like i feel like there's better uses for this yeah they're like there's there's early round uses like sometimes i like to i would like to use it to like I would like walk over and set it in like a area we're not even in to make us make them think, oh, they're they're going to be over here, and then like would walk somewhere else. So it can be used like for diversion, and I mean you get three, so it's like I think no other character gets three smokes; they all only get one, maybe two. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Do omens smoke is uh, refreshable. Right. Yeah, omens is refreshable. Jet, I think, can store up to three. She can buy. Oh, up she... three. Oh, okay. I did. I I thought maybe. Okay. Yes, he's not the only one. Yeah. But. Maybe he's the only one that can use three at once. Uh, Jack can Maybe. throw them all out. Omen, yeah, Omens is two charges. Okay. And they each have like a 30-second cooldown or something. Wow. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's a really fun game. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, Ranked coming out and just diving yeah. into that to seeing how bad I really am. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not as bad as me, bro. Follow us in mind. Yo, you want to play Valorant after the podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> Quite possibly. I'll yeah. play a game or two. I will definitely do that. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, yeah. and so, last game, uh, been playing more of uh, Open Transport Tycoon Deluxe. Oh, yep, yep, yep. You guys are going to play. Did you end up playing last night? Yeah, so Dante and I dove it. We actually played. We ended up playing, I think it's almost one in the morning. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it, we, it, we just we started at 9.30 and... It, the hours just drifted away man uh, i'm looking forward so to hopping in there with you guys it because it's an open source game uh pe like modding is really easy so people have already created like tons and tons of of uh mods for it and you can just download them within the game client and um so we downloaded one that basically like makes the industry the industry system more complicated and so we, it was basically like we, it was a puzzle for us last night so we we're like fi trying to figure out oh okay uh we need food and goods all right what do we got over here oh we got some pigs all right where the pigs need to go oh the pigs need to go over here but this we got to build a train it was like we were just it, were you working we together were, or playing separately yeah yeah so we were like we were like well, well let's like we've never done it we this is like a whole new system so we're like let's like dive in it together so we can really figure it out um, and then it ends up kind of being like a cyclical system where like you're once you have like excess stuff, you put that somewhere else, which creates stuff that creates more stuff that it, it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was fun to figure out. It was like a nice little puzzle. So, um, yeah, well, I, I think it would be fun to, to dive in with like teams of, you know, a couple teams of two people and like just post up in different corners of the map and like slowly build stuff up i mean it's tough in when you're playing multiplayer because you can't fast forward so you have to kind of just like start and, and like if you get run out of money you kind of just got to sit and wait for a little bit yeah. 
while you make some money. Whereas like when you're playing by yourself, you just hit the tab button, it fast forwards time and you can let your money rack up and then go back to building. But it's, yeah, it's a cool, cool little, cool little game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to finally getting a chance to play with you guys. It seems like, like you said, you played from nine eight nine o'clock till one a.m. You just got sucked in. It seems like one of those yeah. things you really get sucked into. So, yeah, it's cool. fun. Andrew, what do you got? Anything interesting? Uh, yeah. But before that, I need to, I need to point out to you if you didn't see it, Steve texted us. OMG, I forgot to send my email. <laughs> Sucker. Maybe next so, week, Steve. I guess. Or you could just refresh it and see if we sent it. No, nothing. Uh, okay. It's too late. <laughs> Sorry, he Steve. missed his chance. <laughs> Steve, you're you're banned from the podcast forever. Sorry. Um, no, yeah. So I uh, have since finished Resident Evil Three. It was way shorter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything to you because it seemed like you were entirely blind, knowing nothing about it. But yeah, yep. uh, everyone says that game takes six hours to beat, and it was yeah. I think it probably took me like seven because I'm bad at video games. Well, just because it's new for you, you didn't play Resident Evil Two first either. Plus, there was a lot of there was like a few moments where I definitely didn't understand what I was supposed to be doing. Like there was a lot of I died. I think I counted my total deaths. I had like sixty deaths or something. And the only reason that it was that high is because, like I said, in the kind of forced nemesis sections um, where nemesis bursts out of a wall and you're like, okay, he's here now. Um, you're like, I thought I had to fight him, but I guess you were just supposed to run away indefinitely. Um, so I tried to fight nemesis over and over again and it didn't work. Yeah, apparently in the original game, he's it's scarier. And yeah. you kind of feel like, like you need to run away more than you do in this game. Where in this game you feel more like an action hero, and you feel like you can kind of take them on. Yeah, because there's like a dodge mechanic, uh, and it says like, "Hey, you know, shoot at his weak spot." And I was like, "Okay, I'll shoot at his weak spot," and I did. And then I would just like kind of sink bullets into him for a while, and nothing would happen. Um, but yeah, I finished it. Apparently, they also omitted a lot of uh, things from the original game too, like certain gameplay sections. Mm. Um, so I don't know anything about those, but yeah, that's kind of why uh, I was saying it's probably better that you played three before two because people yeah. weren't super hot on three and people were very hot on two. Yeah, and it, it was also funny because I played them. I originally was like, okay, I'll play two first because of story, and then I was like, ah, no, but three is is newer, so I'll play that one now. Uh, and then three ended up taking place, you know, uh, timeline wise before two, and I was like, oh, well, I guess that worked out then. <laughs> uh yeah but it was it was cool uh i guess yeah it seems like a the consensus is that it's as a remake it's a little disappointing but as a game it's pretty good um it was like super super linear there's like tons of like that scarcity that you feel in uh in two and last of us isn't really there because they kind of just give you ammo and health all the time like inventory management was not a thing for me other than like do i have room for this because there's just so much littered about yeah see that's yeah. that seems like the opposite of what final or not final fantasy it's all i can think about um resident evil is supposed to be i know in four and two it's like managing and like preserving items is very mm -hmm. important it sounds like that wasn't a huge factor for you in three yeah no definitely not um and then they kind of i guess spoilers for three for resident evil three but like they nemesis like turns into this like the whole reason why nemesis is creepy in the first place is because he's like this kind of 
big bulking you know faceless dude that you don't know anything about and he's got this cool ass like trench coat and then he can carry around rocket launchers and shit and then at the end of the game he turns into this like incoherent beast uh and then once you like there's like a really cool moment with it but after that like the villain is like a dude is it wesker no it's uh nikolai oh yeah i don't know i the I have vague knowledge of the overall yeah. Resident Evil story. <laughs> yeah, so uh so it was that guy. Um so it kinda like completely invalidates anything that happened with Nemesis and it was like why was he even there? Like what was the what was the deal with that? And so like I don't know. In terms of how it plays into the larger Resident Evil story, I don't know because I I'm not familiar. Yeah. Um but it seemed kinda weird. Uh and so after that, I started two, and it is much better. Yeah, two is really. It's awesome. so it's it's way better of a game. Uh, I am right now. I just blew up a giant alligator. Uh, so <laughs> so you're I'm in doing that. Yeah, Mister X is basically what Nemesis is trying to be. Yeah, Mister um, X is actually scary. Yeah, I was, there was like a while when I was playing at originally, I was like, where is Mr. X? I know he's supposed to show up. And then there he was. I was like, oh, there he is. And I, <laughs> the fact that he just like follows you around all the time. There was some, there's, you know, been moments where I'm walking around a corner and Mr. X is in my face. And I'm like, Did oh, jeez. Like actually make you jump? Yeah, like a little bit. And I was yeah. like, ah, shit. Now I have to like run away and find a good spot. Um, but, but uh, I'm so I started with Leon's campaign. Um, and so running, like running around the, uh, the police station and, and solving all the puzzles, uh, is awesome. And I already, like, I think the coolest thing about playing these games back to back is the fact that they take place in mostly the same locations. Yeah. So I notice like connecting things between the areas in the game. So like, I already kind of knew my way around the police station from the section that's in three, Mm. um, and what was even cooler is that there was like the puzzles are the same. The combinations to safes and locks are the same between both games. Oh, really? So, yeah. So I walked up to a safe and I was like, oh, what was the combination from three? And I tried it and it worked and I got the item. Wait, that's so cool. I didn't know. Yeah. That. And I was like, yeah. So I was like, this is actually awesome. The continuity of these games. And like there was certain like uh, kind of zombie like i think there was one image of a zombie like hanging from a hook or something in the ceiling that was the same in both games in the same area and that was really cool just seeing that it is the same world but you know like slightly affected based on the happenings uh that was really awesome and just running around in the big puzzle box that is the the police station was super cool too like you know even more so like a metroidvania than the first section in three um because you know you're walking you're running around you see a, a thing and you're like i don't have the item for this yet but i will and then you know you eventually find it and then go back and then that leads you to another thing it's like this big scavenger hunt mm. uh and that, and that was awesome and i'm finding much more in three like you were saying that i um am running out of ammo a lot yeah it's so. like you gotta use it conservatively for sure yeah um so far nothing like super like I guess like grotesque in terms of the horror. It's just been mainly zombies, and I fought uh, G one time. Um, 
the first one that you fight when you go down underground. Yeah. Um, and then Mr. X is obviously creepy as fuck, but <laughs> but other than that, uh, it's been it's been really great so far. Sweet. I'm looking forward to the remainder of Leon's campaign and then Claire's campaign. Nice. Not Claire. No, it is Claire. It's Claire. Claire Redfield. Yeah. Okay. I was getting her confused with Jill because he plays Jill in three. Yes. Um. Are you even playing anything else? Um. No, not really. Um. I play. I mean, I am, but also are not done with Outer Wilds. Like I have finished it, but I want to play it more. Oh. A little bit. I okay. think. Okay. That's fun. I don't know. So the opposite uh, of Castlevania. Yeah, basically. Huh. <laughs> um. So no details on that. But uh, other than that, no, I have not really been playing much else. The occasional game of League and or uh, Smash. But... Yeah, the usual. Mm-hmm. What about you, Adam? What have you been playing? Uh, so I picked up Dishonored on Steam last week. Sweet. I've really... heard good things about that. Yeah, it was really cheap. It was like 10 bucks, And then I ended up paying an extra 10 for like a crap ton of the DLC that goes with it. And think? it is really, really fun. It's a little different from things I've played in the past. and really played a real stealth focused game before but that's really what this is like if you get into like an actual combat scenario the game is not designed for you to be favorable in that situation because mm. if you so, are guards you know you're going to be surrounded by 10 of them and they don't they don't pull punches they just pull out guns and start shooting you yeah i'm pretty sure you're supposed to mainly play it as a stealth game right yeah but you can go around so what, killing things yeah it is what is um based. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anything about Dishonored. What is that about? So it's set in like a like a fictional world that's like Victorian England, kind of, but the technology is okay. a little bit further along. So they've right. got like lights, electric fields, electric fences, that kind of stuff. Okay. So the point is, you play as the Empress's personal bodyguard, and the story starts with, she's murdered. Terrible bodyguard. But, yeah, like, you know, you protect her from some assassins, but one gets through, immobilizes you, and then kills her. But then the twist is you get framed for it. <laughs> yeah. So then the people who were responsible for getting her assassin in the first place take over, and then you end up breaking out of jail. And pretty much the game is you're seeking revenge and trying to put the Empress's daughter back in place. Uh-huh. But at the same time, there's this mysterious figure called the Outsider who's like this godlike entity in a sense, but he gives you all these crazy supernatural powers mm-hmm. that are, uh, he's kind of like a tangent to the story. He's not like super, super involved with it, but he's just there. So you're playing this, like you have your crossbow, you've got a gun, you've got, you also have all these supernatural powers that you can use too. Like one of my favorites, it lets you like blink across the map so I can just jump from rooftop to rooftop. Nice. I always love teleport abilities in games. Oh, it's the best ability. Plus, another one I have is a uh, like a shadow kill ability, where it started off in two tiers. Like the first tier, if you kill an enemy, like without them ever knowing you were there, the body turns to ash. Okay. And then there's an upgraded version where anyone you kill just turns to ash. Because the game also has this, uh, like it's called a chaos system. Or, like, you have different ways you can do it. You can actually, you can choke out people to render them unconscious. There are sleep darts. Or you can go for, you know, you can just straight up kill them. But going from the more destructive approach leads to higher chaos. So that means in the later levels, there's more of a guard presence around. So it actually makes the game slightly harder for you if you pick 
you know, these high chaos scenarios where you're just going around killing everything. So that's why the shadow kill thing was really cool, because it's less chaos if you kill someone, but don't leave a body to be found. You know, in comparison to killing five guards and just leaving them where they were. Yeah. That's going to raise a few red flags. I like when games... Like in a... Like an Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you gotta hide the bodies in the hay. Yeah. Is there yeah, hay and dishonored at them? Uh, no, but there's like a shit ton of just other stuff for you to hide behind. Zero out of ten, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's like a bunch of pipes. Like the gate, All the levels have like this very vertical design to them. So most of the time, I'm just kind of sitting on rooftops sniping people with a crossbow. That's sweet. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it is really fun. But there are some things I don't quite get. Like, why does the assassin have grenades in his uh, arsenal? Like, they don't really uh, quite fit with the whole stealth aesthetic. In case he gets caught. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. But, I mean, it, the game is really big on the stealth. Like, even if you hit a, if you missed your shot with a crossbow and you hit the wall, the sound of the bolt hitting the wall will alert guards. Hmm. Well... I might have to check it out someday because it it's, sounds really fun. It's ten bucks on Steam. That's appealing to my brain. It also had a sequel. I knew that. Yeah. No, Dishonored, really fun. I'm enjoying it. Solid. And I do like I am with Jeff on this. I do like those games where like your choices have impacts later. Yeah. You will remember that. And even your even the missions during it, like each mission you pretty much have a target. Depending on what you do during the mission, like there's all these side branches you can go about. And depending on what you do, sometimes you can find non-lethal ways to eliminate your target. Like, not every mission has to straight up end with you assassinating. Hmm. Nice. It's always been something that's been on my radar as a game, but I just never... I don't know. I, I, I mean, it came out when I was in college, and I just didn't Yeah, it had a... Time. It was like a 2012 release, but yeah, it's the base game is 10 bucks on Steam right now. I paid an extra 10 to get a bunch of DLC, so I could play through that later too. The Steam fucking trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a bunch of missions to stuff and do after the fact. So I don't know, it's just a fun game. Anything else? Uh, I started replaying Soul Silver because you guys got me thinking about <laughs> it last week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you're right, it's very good. It's one of the best ones. Who'd you pick as your starter? I got syndical this time. That is the right choice. <laughs> every no right single time, every single time I play uh, Heart Gold, I get a Totodile and I name him Gator Aids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's no information. It's perfect, dude. <laughs> it oh, works man. on so many levels. Huh. Oh, man. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Sweet. Uh, anyone want to take a break? Or are we good to just roll into me? Um, uh, I got a pee. All right, so... we'll take a break. <laughs> take a quick All right. break. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and then we'll talk about my favorite games. Yay! We are back, and this is going to be the first of a series of the four main cast members, and maybe some of the the cast members who kind of pop on every once in a while. I but, think it would be fun to extend it to yeah the guests. 
but uh we're each gonna take an episode or a section of an episode and talk about i feel like 10 is a little too much you know you always hear top 10 lists but we condense it down to our top five favorite video games of all time i feel like us talking about these kind of really gives a good sense of the types of games we like what why our opinions kind of go certain ways with certain games and whatnot um and yeah it's just interesting stuff and i think it helps get us you guys to get to know us better as gamers and your podcast hosts so i'm really excited to do this uh eventually uh it's making me rethink my top like my favorite games of all time uh so i can't wait to do it like mentally stressed trying to figure it out and i so i have a list in front of me and there's 17 games on it and there was a point where I was debating. I was like, is this game my 13th game or my 14th game? And then I have to remind myself, that's not what's important right now. But, like, man, it took me a really kind of a long time to settle on this list. And there's still mm-hmm. some, like, positionings that I'm a little bit, like, flaky on. But this is what I ultimately yeah. settled on. Yeah, I keep a top 10 list uh, for myself that I recently had to expand to a top 20 because I have so many games that are constantly shifting in and out. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to keep a big mass of them here and then we'll see how I feel on any given day. Yeah, and that's the thing is like these are always subject to change after like a couple months. But as of right yeah. now, this is my top five favorite video games of all time. We'll start with five and then maybe <laughs> once I've gone through them, I'll quickly go through the the other five in my top 10 just like a bullet point honestly hey even if you don't if we don't want to explicitly say like okay we'll do one for all of the other guests eventually then maybe we can just do follow-up episodes on like our six or tens oh man maybe sometime down the road (laughs) uh all right starting with my number five and like i said i put a lot of thought into this list my number five favorite video game of all time is League of Legends. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Interesting. I thought about it a lot. I have played this video game more than any other video game. Uh, I've been playing it since 2011 was the first time that I played. And it's currently 2020, so I'm on nine years of playing this game. I haven't like consistently played any other game this long. Uh, and I had to sit there, like, because it wasn't on my list, for, like, it wasn't on my radar of being one of my favorite games for the longest time. And I had to sit there and think to myself, I was like, this game that I've dedicated almost a decade of my life to, like, how do I consider it one of my favorite games? And after really putting some thought into it, I was like, yeah, this is like easily, like, because I spent, I think I can justify because I spent so much time and uh, effort on this game for so long that. Yeah, I consider it my number five favorite game of all time. I just I keep going back to it year after year, month after month, no matter what. Even if I take little like a couple month breaks, couple week breaks, I always find myself going back to it, falling in hard again to the point where I'm playing every other night and playing with my friends and whatnot, really going at it, you know? Uh, and now with Clash. Yeah, and it's even, even now in 2020, nine years later, it's taken another step further of, being like a new fun thing it's more than just a game it's a competitive it's an esport for me now i'm treating it like a very competitive thing like you would play in a basketball league on wednesday nights or something like that that's what the clash tournaments is for us now it's like we're putting prep and thought into it beforehand and 
working collaboratively as a team to achieve a goal. And then we discuss like how we played and what we should do going forward. And I don't think any other game has provided me with this. And I think that's why I really love it so much. And I feel like a lot of people don't, you're either in the streaming community and the big multiplayer games like are your favorite games or you don't play a lot of the online multiplayer games yeah. um, and like they would never appear anywhere on your top 10 list. But for me, I think I can, I can see it not only as something that transcends just being a video game for me and like being an esport, but like it at its heart, it's still a video game. And I think it's so fascinating and bigger than life at this point not bigger than life but you know it transcends just being a single player story game that's gonna stick with me for a very very long time because it's a game i'm actually going back to every week and like in some form or another league of legends comes up every single day of my life whether i'm watching professionals play i'm reading an article about the new champion or something uh steve comes my coworker, and talks to me about it for a half hour during the work bad opinions <laughs> like in some fashion i talk about league of legends every single day for the last at least eight years of my life you know and i think <clears throat> after putting some serious thought into it i that justifies it being in my top five games of all time i yeah that's fair I often struggle with the same kind of dilemma. Like, yeah, because you're in the similar boat to me. You've been playing yeah. as long, but you put so much time and effort into it. it how do you feel about and money putting? Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. But how do you feel about putting it in a top list of all time? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like whenever I fall? consider it, I'm like, I like, like I love League, but at this point, I don't love it because for I don't love it for playing the video game i love it for everything else you know like you said it's an esport uh it's something that it's like a discussion point it's something that's constantly updating so there's always news like the things that they're doing about league of legends transcend the game league of legends and like you know the the universe that they're creating and the characters and the likenesses and and the the music and the cinematics now and the other expanding games you know in the same universe it it transcends the the game that is League of Legends uh, because oftentimes when I play League nowadays I end up walking away either frustrated or like I could have done something else with that time unless I'm unless I'm doing you know Clash or something right yeah um, and that's... but it's like you said something just keeps drawing me back but I don't for me it's weird because I don't like. I, I find it hard to justify putting it in among my favorite games because I don't, it's because I don't, like I said, I don't really, you know, d think about it as a game now. Yeah. And I, that's the thing. I went back and forth with that a lot in my head and trying to like decide like, where does this fall in like comparison to all the other video games that I love? And I, I remind myself it is a video game. And yeah. therefore, I think it should be on my top 10 video games of all time because it's a video game and it means so much to me. It's such a huge part of my life, you know? Yeah. But that's I've definitely like... had that same thing. Like, I had a similar, uh, you know, thing with Smash, too. Obviously, yeah. not, I, I would say not to the same degree because I think as a video game, I just enjoy playing Smash more. But, um,. But it's kind of the same deal, right? Like Smash is an eSport. It's like one of those things that I'm constantly going on and off all the time. 
So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so number five, League of Legends. That's what I ended up deciding on. Um, nice. All right, let's move on to number four. So, gentlemen, I'm going to uh, – I'm sending you currently a picture to our text group. And it has just been sent. This is my number four favorite video game of all time. And, like, man, I can't stress how much time and thought I put into this list and weighing all these games against uh, each other. My number four game is Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Uh, the really? Pic- the picture I just sent you guys is – and that's what took me so long was I went into the basement Jeez. to grab this very old, very crusty Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced Strategy Guide that I've had that I'm pretty sure at Ooh. one point belonged to Dan Santos and then somehow <laughs> came into my possession. I think he might have gave it to me when he was moving or he's just like getting rid of a bunch of stuff or maybe he let me borrow it a long time ago and then I ended up just keeping it. But uh, And it also caused me to go dig out my old uh, Tactics Advanced cartridge and my game boy advance sp and my new plan is to because coming up with this list it made me really reminisce about these games and why they're my favorite games and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna replay this game i'm gonna leave my game boy at work and play during lunch every day now and i'm and i'm gonna have my strategy guide next to me and i'm just i'm gonna be very excited it's gonna be good times um i think why this game is so important to me and why tactics as a whole genre are important to me is i grew up playing a lot of chess with my grandfather and he he's really good he he uh always bragged about being on the chess team in high school and he spent all sorts of time and uh playing chess and reading books and learning new strategies he's, he's just like very into chess very very good and he would always challenge me anytime they lived in connecticut it was like a two-hour drive for us so it was an event to go visit them and every time we went he would say i'll give you five bucks if you can beat me in a game of chess and i never once in my entire life beat him in a game of chess oh jeez. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but I always loved the game and loved trying to learn the game and get better at it. And tactic ga- tactics games are basically just chess on steroids where instead of having set pieces like pawns, rooks, and bishops, the pieces are your characters with stats that can change. And then when you have the Final Fantasy tactics, you have jobs that they can learn new abilities and they have different ranges. It's like 5D chess, like with all of the elements and because you're moving around the grid and each like in chess each piece can move specific distances and do certain things and that's how it is in the tactics games you can play a class that has a lot of range whereas you can play something that doesn't move very far but it can attack far you know it's just like the variation and the strategy in this game and it just brings me back to those childhood memories of playing chess with my grandfather and like kind of trying to out strategize your opponent um yeah i always just loved this game i spent so much time playing it i've talked about it on the podcast before for sure um but it's part of my love for handheld games like there's two big contributors to that it's obviously the original pokemon games and then this was the second one i would always have my game Boy advance with me everywhere just playing this game rerunning missions teaching all of my characters new abilities getting new characters unlocking all the secret characters yeah i just i know i played so much of this game and it's what defined my love for tactics genre and was a big uh i think it was would have been the second final fantasy game i played because it i would have played seven first and then i think this one and then nine and then ten 
if I recall correctly. I'm not 100% sure of that. But it was like an early influence into my love for Final <laughs> Fantasy as a genre, too. Um, so, yeah. I, I know the original Final Fantasy Tactics. Everyone regards that very highly i've never actually played it i it's on our list of games to play so there's a good possibility that once we play that if it is as good as everyone says that i will i'll take advance off my list and put that one on who knows um regardless i'm very excited they also made a sequel for the ds i think it was called final fantasy tactics advance 2 uh or a2 not advance 2 um and I remember it not being as good. It was more, you were like forced into doing more mission specific things as opposed to having choice that I wasn't a big fan of. I liked being able to like choose what missions I went on and whatnot. But um, yeah. Uh, Seems to have pretty good reviews. Uh, A2. Yeah. Grimoire, gr- Grimoire of the Rift. Yeah. I don't, I see, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I'd have to go back and check that one out again. But um, I want them to make a new Final Fantasy Tactics game so bad. For it's, the Switch. I know they just came out with like a mobile thing. I think it's called Brave Exodus or something like that. It's and it's tactics themed and I've thought Brave about Brave Exvius. Exvius. Uh I downloaded it and I've thought about playing it before and I just I've never opened it. Um I don't know. I want a full fledged tactics game. They could do so much more with it now with because A two came out probably like the mid 2000s if i had to guess i want to say like 2004 um 2007 2007 okay so yeah it's been a very long time since we've had one and i think it's long overdue but that's just me all right moving on to my number three game of all time i'm this is the one that is going to be on every single one of our lists i think at least in the top three if not higher that's the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Oh, God, yeah. It's up there. Hey. Uh, so you will hear all of us talk about why Wind Waker is important to us throughout this series of podcasts that we're going to do. But for me, Wind Waker was the first Zelda game that completely engrossed me. I know I had played, hey. I'd played Ocarina of Time, and I remember loving it as a kid. Uh and then I had played Majora's Mask, but it wasn't like I'm not a huge Majora's Mask fan as a whole. I have my reasons, and I'll we'll talk about that someday in the future. So for me, Wind Waker was the first one coming to the GameCube uh, that I dedicated myself to. I wanted to do absolutely everything in that game. I got lost in the world, and I the art style of that game is so timeless. I feel like going back and looking at ocarina of time and Majora's mask visually those games don't look very good anymore but wind waker because of what they chose it still looks so good it's so unique in what it's doing and i know they ended up doing more zelda games in that style later on but oh man it's just so beautiful and the story is simple but like has meaning you like the whole idea isn't necessarily from the beginning saving zelda it starts off with you going to save your sister because someone thinks she's Zelda, which is, I don't know, I felt like it was doing new, interesting things with the story, and it had more of a story than any Zelda game had had up to that point, which I really, really loved. And just the exploration of the open sea 
is so fun and finding all the little secrets in the, the islands you obviously have the main big islands that you go to throughout the game but then there's the plenty of small islands that are really really fun to just kind of land on and explore and see what little secrets they have to offer you uh and i think he's toon link is the most badass of all the links he's the only link that we ever see like stab ganon in the head at the end of the game dude that moment it's is so cool. ridiculous it's insane like it's the most cartoonish style that zelda has ever been but it's the most brutal kill that we've ever seen in any zelda game so it like i don't know it's playing the field on both sides and it's it works out really well in the end um yeah the zelda franchise as a whole is definitely something that has a special place in my heart i think that rings true for a lot a lot of people what you're doing in these games is fun and it's just the the sense of exploration and like exploring the world and getting items and saving the princess you know it's the most classic traditional video game thing of all time and zelda it's honestly perfected that formula in my mind and wind waker i I think it's just the peak the gameplay the items that you get in it that you don't have in anything else like the grappling hook using the wind waker to control the wind and like manipulating other characters like they made escort missions fun in the two dungeons where you play as uh medley and Picard. yes thank you um yeah i don't know i it's one of those games where i go back to it every couple years and it puts a smile on my face every single time and it's fun and i love it going back to what you said about the islands it was like one of the first zelda games to really have that true sense of exploration behind it yeah absolutely like you had hyrule field and ocarina of time and you like when you first step into hyrule field you're like whoa this is crazy and then you run around it for about two minutes you're like this isn't that crazy there's nothing going on here (laughs) but the open sea in wind waker is there's always something for you to do yeah anywhere it's so exciting um so yeah i love wind waker it's probably always gonna be my favorite zelda it's gonna be hard to top we'll see what breath of the wild 2 does breath of the wild is the only other zelda game on this giant list of 17 games that i have um Mm. but i personally don't think i like what breath of the wild did but i enjoy what wind waker is much more we'll see what happens with breath of the wild too i did say to derek uh we've ended up brought this up on the podcast before that when breath of the wild came out that breath of the wild 2 or whatever the successor to breath of the wild is would be the greatest video game of all time so (laughs) we'll see i keep Uh, hearing more rumors that they're going to re-add dungeons into it which i just hope i really hope happens well there are technically order dungeons but i mean not in the traditional sense yeah we'll see what happens we've still our speculations maybe in that uh non-e3 e3 direct we'll get it maybe um all right the number two game on my list of top five video games of all time is a game that i've actually only played through i once maybe twice but it's the single funniest video game that i've ever played and it's one of the most perfect complete packages in a video game of all time and that's portal 2 oh i just started playing it portal 2 is amazing the idea like taking the mechanics of portal 1 which were genius for the time nothing had done anything like it before and just creating an entire game around puzzle solving with this cool 3d portal system it's just so fun and you i could just play portal and stare at a puzzle for 
couple minutes and then have that aha moment and figure it out and using physics and momentums to solve puzzles was always so enjoyable and what really makes this game excel is obviously the writing uh, and the de- like the delivery of the lines from glados and wheatley and, and cave johnson yeah dude it's it's all so good uh i love that game so much it's so funny it has like i've never laughed as hard and as consistent at a video game as i have portal 2 the thing that came closest was the south park rpgs like those are really funny but that's south park <laughs> that's south park humor i don't know yeah. if that's it's like they're just doing south park humor in a video game this is yeah. like a video game through and through that nailed its humor and it's constant. It does not stop. The amount of times that I would be exploring the world and Wheatley would be rambling on about something and you're supposed to just like continue on, but I would stop and stand still just to listen to Wheatley ramble. It's everything he says is so funny. I remember towards the end of the game, he's like trying to convince you to jump into a pit to your death. Yeah. He, he's so polite about it. And he's like, go on, go ahead and just jump. Nobody miss you. It's Don't worry about it. And it's like... He goes on for five minutes just trying to politely convince you to do it. And then he has like a couple voice lines where if you stand there long enough, I forgot what he does if you stand there long enough, but it's really funny. But if you actually jump off to your death, like as opposed to instantly responding, there's like a, like a 30 seconds of him being like, oh, I can't believe he actually did it. I didn't think that was actually going to work. All right. Things went pretty well for me. here, And he just like starts congratulating himself. It's the funniest thing. Oh man. I love Portal 2. I briefly played it for like uh i don't know maybe 15 minutes a little while ago to show allison because i'm trying to convince her to watch me play more video games because i think she would enjoy it depending on the game obviously i'm not going to make her like watch me play gears tactics or league of legends or something like that but like i think she would truly enjoy watching me play portal 2 but she's not biting on that one i'm trying my best um but I have it on show her the mantis man. Oh my god, that mantis man line is one of my all-time favorite video game lines, like hands down. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I I think I want to replay this game soon. It's not a long game by any means. It's could take you can beat it in like I don't know eight or ten hours. I've been saying eight or ten a lot in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Magic number. Um, but yeah, it's so fun. I want to replay it again soon. It's just pure joy. It's probably the single like most condensed joy i've ever had in a video game is portal 2 uh and that brings us to my number one favorite video game of all time and an absolute, i wonder what it could an be an absolute surprise to no one because we had i this is one of the questions we asked when people are first on so it's not a secret i recently like declared this as my favorite video game of all time it's final fantasy 7 the original uh i just love that game i feel like i don't really need to explain it that much because i have talked to death how much i love that game and why i love that game um but yeah you know it was the first big story that i've ever seen in a video game it changed my perspective on how video game stories can be played out all the character like you bond with the characters and grow with them throughout the game the materia system from that game is so fun and unique uh for leveling up and upgrading your characters and it works so well that they just basically dragged and dropped it from the original into the remake and it still works so well you know it's still an amazing system it has its flaws absolutely uh 
things that are outdated don't work well but guess what it's getting a remake or it has a remake and then there's they're doing there's doing stuff with it uh but yeah that game and it's one of those things where it's like i played it so early in my life that i'm i will always look at it with rose tinted glasses and i think i will always prop it up higher than maybe it needs to be um or maybe other higher than other people would ever put it but it just did so much for me developmentally for my love of video games that I think it'll be very hard for anything to ever dethrone this game as my favorite just because of yeah what it did for me growing up in video games. It made me fall in love with an entire genre, uh, an entire franchise. And yeah, I think it's probably the number one contributor to why i'm here today loving video games and have a podcast about video games like it all comes back to final fantasy 7 for me you've heard me talk to death about it <laughs> and that, that, that's the really the key to like what goes on our top 10 lists really it's the ones that defined years to come yeah exactly it's like it doesn't necessarily need to be like if if i was being objective like the best video game i've ever played it, Portal 2 would beat out Final Fantasy 7, I think. But for what it specifically means for me, uh, it's Portal, or it's Final Fantasy 7. It's about, it's about which games you like more. Exactly. And mm. that's what it, this is why it's my personal top video games of all time, not the objective best video games of all time. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, if you guys want to know, the, the other five from 6 to 10 was Halo 3 at 6. Hollow Knight at seven, Celeste at eight. Ask me on any given day, and those two could flip. Um, <laughs> those two are like connected at the hip for me. I love both of those games. Uh, God of War nine and Smash Bros Ultimate at ten. Um, yeah. What was number seventeen? Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> uh, you want me to just go through the rest of what them? What was number sixteen? Sixteen was Final Fantasy seven remake. Uh, 15 Skyrim, 14 Breath of the Wild, 13 Soul Silver, 12 The Last of Us. It snuck on there. Thank you for making Ooh, me play okay. that, guys. Uh, and then 11 was Final Fantasy 10. And like I was oh. looking at this list and I would debate. So I'd be like, okay, Final Fantasy 10. Do I like Final Fantasy 10 more than Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? And I would spend five minutes just thinking <laughs> about that question. And then I'd be like, no? Okay, cool. So number my number 10 is Ultimate. Now, do I like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate more than God of War? <laughs> I just spent another five minutes just thinking about those two <laughs> oh. games and like what they bring to the table. Yeah, it was a long process. Oh my process, god! So I think you guys are. I don't know if you've written it down yet, Andrew. You said you have yours. You've had yours made for a long time. Yeah, but I. Days. I don't know. The more that you talk about your process, the more it makes me kind of want to reevaluate mine. Yeah. Especially since I've already talked about so many of these games so much on this podcast. Yeah, so. it's really really fun um it you'll you'll have thoughts about like your favorite games that you've never had before for i think yeah. going this in depth about making this list uh so, and, yeah. my, and my list is already wildly different than it was like a month ago yeah and that's the thing so. about these lists they change all the time yeah so yeah that, those are my top five games again uh five league of legends four final fantasy tactics advance three the legend of zelda wind waker two Portal 2, number one, Final Fantasy 7. Um, cool. Number number 18 about to be Persona 5 when I let you play it. Dude, I'm prepared to maybe throw Persona 5 somewhere on that list because 
I've heard, and especially uh, Royal, everyone's saying, like, Persona 5 is a fucking amazing video game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Persona 5 Royal is even better. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm actually... The rumors are true. I'm actually very, very excited to play that game, so we'll see. Maybe it'll dethrone some of the other Final Fantasies on that list. Quite possibly. All right. Who wants to round this out with some trivia? I would love to play some trivia. Let's do it. So I My had mom. I had an idea with uh, the trivias, and Andrew, you're getting another shot. I think when we do our top five trivia, we should uh, each host, or we do our top five list. We should each host our own trivia based on those top five games. You know, so each of my I questions... had I had that idea, and I was like, Nah, he'd never <laughs> let me. <laughs> you're gonna get a second shot. Uh, now like, you learn from your mistakes, but so each of my questions is about my five favorite games of all time. Okay, I like this. I like this. I, uh... All right, you guys ready? Yeah, let's uh-huh. do this. Oh, hold on, Adam, and I gotta write down the score, Derek. Question number one, and we're going from five to one. What are the little spirits that follow Bard in League of Legends called? Bard is my favorite champion in League of Legends. What are the little guys that follow him around? Fun fact, the Christmas tree topper to my tree every year is Bard because Alice and I haven't bothered to buy a star and or angel to put on the top. For several years, it was a cup with Bard on it. And then I got, I got like a Bard statue from Riot. And When uh, liquids take a magical journey into your mouth. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Derek, you're the one who plays League the least, so what do you think the, the little spirits that follow Bard are called? Uh, I, w- I went with Wisps. Uh, Adam, what do you think? I want to say Meeps for some reason. Andrew? Meeps! They are Meeps. Meeps are also <laughs> the logo for our Clash team. Um, so Adam and Andrew get a point. I played just enough League to know that answer. Question number two. In Final Fantasy Tactics Advance... The main character, Marsh, starts off with a default job. What is that job? I'm expecting you all to struggle with this. but Standard Final Fantasy jobs? Yep. What is, his, what is the job he starts with in Final Fantasy? Tactics advance. Uh, so, yeah, just try to think about jobs in general and kind of go for the most basic generic one. I don't know what your experience with Final Fantasy jobs is as a whole. I don't, I don't remember all of them, but I remember some of them, and they're probably all wrong. Yeah. Um. All right, you guys ready? Yep. Uh, I guess ready as I'll ever be, I guess. Adam, you go first. Uh, I'm going to guess like a blacksmith or something. I've never actually played Final Fantasy, so I could be way off base here. Andrew? Uh, Paladin? Derek? I said apprentice. It is soldier. No points. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, Andrew, you were the closest because naturally by being a soldier, he can become either uh, a fighter or a paladin. So you were uh, close. Sweet. Question. Is no- it, Go ahead. Is it, is it different per game? Uh, or what do you mean? For Final, I just, uh, I just, I feel like something. Maybe it was a different game that had like a job system where like the, the Octopath, the, maybe Octopath uh, Apprentice was like the the basic job and Freelancer is a is the basic job in like a lot of those uh, final like original Final Fantasy style games 
which like mm-hmm. they're terrible <laughs> at first, but then by the end of the game, they're actually the best job. Yeah. Um, I know bravely default games do that. I think Octopath had Freelancer as the basic. Maybe I don't remember. Anyways, question number three: What is the name of the dragon who sits atop Dragon Roost Island in Wind Waker? He's big. He's red. You use his tail to fight a monster. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, what's his name? I think I know this one. You <laughs> this like you guys all love this game, so so good. Uh, all right, let's go with Derek. What is the name of the dragon who sits atop Dragon Roost Island? Valu. Andrew. Uh, the Great Valu. Dar- uh, Adam. Yeah, I had Valu as well. It is Valu. One point for everyone. I had it as Walu, and I was like, "Wait, no, I think it's a V." <laughs> that is a Pokemon. <laughs> no, that's Wulu. Yeah, uh, that's what he said. No, he said Walu, like Waluigi. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Question number four. Who was the founder of Aperture Science in the Portal games? <clears throat> yes. Portal. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I think you should all get this one pretty easily. Aperture Science. Adam, what do you got? Is it like a human character? Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name. <laughs> do you got anything? Uh, glad I was the only name I remember, but I know that's not right. All right, Andrew. Cave Johnson. Derek. Cave Johnson. Cave Johnson. Uh, Andrew actually said it earlier in the episode. Sure did. I played it only once like a week ago. It was the first time ever. Question number five. What is the name of Sid's airship in Final Fantasy VII? Hint. It's also his last name. Oh, fuck. Oh, baby. Derek, did you get that far in the original Final Fantasy VII? No, I haven't. Uh, I, I I never played it after I beat Midgar. Uh, I thought you said oh. you went to go play the whole thing. I, I'll play it eventually. Gotcha. My brain. I have a feeling no one's going to get this one. It's right there. Uh... All right, you got to write something down. Well... Technically, we're doing it remotely, so I don't have to write anything. That's true, but you got to commit to something. I know. I'm thinking about it. You good? Sure. <laughs> okay. Adam, go first. Uh, Nimbus. I don't know. It sounds Sky-related. Andrew? Uh, uh, shit. Uh, Give me some. Steel, steel Flex. <laughs> Derek? Uh, God. Um... Come on, Derek. You gotta say something. Golden feather. No, it's the high wind. Uh, yeah, I knew that. Something. Some point. I thought I thought yeah. that you had played through more of the game, Derek. It's like if you get to that point in the game, you usually don't forget the name of the ship because like, uh, you fucking fly around in it for like. I the forgot. Game. It. Uh, yeah, well, I know. Sorry. All right, uh, and with that, Andrew win was wins with three points. Adam and Derek tied with two. Damn. Uh, Tiebreaker for fun. How many charms are there in Hollow Knight? Mm. Shit. Never actually counted them all. Yeah. I'm trying to visualize it. Derek, what do you got? 40. Andrew? I was going to say 40. Adam? Different. I'm going to say 42. So it's 40. 
However, the correct answer is 45 because five of them upgrade from one charm to another charm. So technically, there are 45 different charms. But, okay. You can, At any given time, you can have a max of 40. Okay. So you're right in a certain way, but not really. But it doesn't matter because I won. Then, yeah, you won anyways. All right, cool. That wraps this up. We're done here. This episode 18 Woo! is concluded. Yeah. Uh, you but guys if you are the tired time. of Final Fantasy 7 next week. <laughs> next week we are doing the spoiler cast. Whether T-Con is done or not, I'm not waiting for him anymore. We're doing the Final Fantasy 7 remake spoiler cast. He has next week off, so he should be able to grind through and get it done. I think he said he's on chapter 11 or something. Um, but with the, week, fast from there. with the weekend and uh, not having to work next week, he should be good to go. Um, so get ready for that. We got some things to talk about. Nice. Feel free to send us an email with questions. Anything you want us to discuss. Uh, send it to GameSharksPodcast at Yahoo.com. If you want to send us trivia questions, feel free. Game send us Sharks your top five games of all time. Yeah, send us a list of your top five games of all time. We'd love to see Dan it. Dan Santos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can check out our website, GameSharks, TheGameSharks.com. I am balls deep in my review of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm just slowly chipping away at it every day. It's kind of hard to, to do. I'm over... I think I'm well over a thousand words now, um, and it's just like I still got a lot I want to talk about, and it I I'm not professional writer, so it's something I can only do like a little bit during lunch at work every day. Um, but I'm I'll let you guys know when that goes up. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys are working on anything right now, but keep an eye out no, there for, the for new articles. Um, follow our Instagram, Game Sharks Podcast. Uh, Allison forgot to post something last week, and <gasps> and you know I didn't think it was very important until I realized that this last episode we had last week was one of the least listened to episodes ever. So apparently the Instagram's important. So I'll make sure that that gets up this week. I have an idea. Uh, I'm I'm gonna send a picture of the strategy guide for everyone, uh, so everyone can see my crusty old Final Fantasy uh, tactics strategy guide. Uh, yeah, so that wraps it up for us. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week, soldiers. Bye.